And welcome again to the 24 podcast. I am Mark and I am joined today by Joel again. Joel, how are we doing? I'm doing all right, Mark. How are you doing? I, you know, I'm doing really well because it's, uh, well, let's see. When it's when this is being recorded, we have 23 days until the new season. So, but when you're listening to this, there will be substantially less than that. So, probably less than three weeks. And uh, I'm excited. Yes, got some, I, can, I, can, I can't wait. Uh, we've got some more uh, clips coming out. We've got some more um, news, and and things are getting close. So, I am I'm looking forward to it. They've been releasing a lot of trailers yes. for 24. Yes. I know you keep sharing them on Twitter, so follow Joel on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> yes, and I and I just I just when this is being recorded, I just posted one last night. I saw that, but I haven't oh. watched it yet. Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a it's it's different from the other ones. It's a movie style trailer. Nice. And it's it's definitely the best one yet. So definitely check that one out. Right. It's like two and a half minutes, I think. Sweet. I am going to do that right after we get done recording. So. <laughs> So we are talking season eight. We've made it all the way up to season eight. This is unbelievable. I can't believe we've talked about every season. So now uh, we had um, Josh and Jack talked about the beginning of season eight last week. So now we are going to discuss the middle part of season eight. And I don't know how much we're going to get done. There's a lot that goes on. And Joel, you and I haven't talked about season eight yet. So as we typically do, we'll probably end up talking more um, about the characters and why they do what they do than we do the actual plot line. But that's okay yes. because you can just go uh, watch it yourself and pick up on all the plot line. If you yeah, uh, stop being lazy and watch it yourself, right? Is, was that a shot at me because I haven't seen all this? Is that what that was, Joel? No, not, oh, oh, of course not, Mark. I would never do anything now. like that. Anyways, so if you've noticed, uh, it's no longer Twenty Four is no longer on Netflix. Which I don't know what they were thinking. I, I, I don't know. I, it, we should it, boycott. It, it, really. It, re- it really made me. It really made me upset. I thought about writing a letter. You should have done it. You should have tweeted them. You should still tweet I, them. I'm st- I'm still going to tweet them. The nerve of you people. The nerve of you people to take it off the month before. Do you not know that we're recording a podcast? You can't do this. To us. <laughs> um, how, how how dare you? Right. So, anyways, you opted for uh, Amazon Prime, correct? Yes. So now you get to watch it, and you get free two day shipping. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So let's uh. Joel or Joel, Josh and uh, Jack finished up season eight right when Renee decides to stab uh, Vladimir eighteen times. So yes. uh, we'll start That's there. A and nice we'll, round number. Yeah, we'll we'll move on from there. Which I have to say, I'm going to touch on this real quick. Vladimir was a punk. I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead and say that. Um, he was a little bit of a punk. Yes, I kind of expected Renee to kill him sooner. And I don't want to jump back to this too much, but when she tells Jack that she's going dark, I kind of figured she was like, well, I know he's not going to give us the information anyways. So, and I'm certainly not going to let him touch me again. So I'm just going to kill him. <laughs> but she waited a while. She exercised some uh, discretion, I suppose, in not yeah, whole, committing whole, murder. whole hour, two hours maybe. <laughs> not committing murder. But um, <laughs> So anyways, we, uh, we have um, this. That happens. She gets ki- – he gets – he gets killed. Uh, Jack is captured, allows himself to be captured by uh, Bahev. Ba- Bazhev? I don't know how to say his name. I can't remember. But that guy. I, 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 done, I done, you know, lost all hope in trying to pronounce Russian names. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not Russian, I guess. That's, <laughs> I was joking with a friend yesterday, and I told him the only, the only Russian words I know are da and vodka. 
That's about all I got. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I just call I just call him Russian bad guy one and Russian bad guy two. Right. That's this could be the Russian bad guy that like hangs out in a restaurant all the time. <laughs> I I just call him head Russian bad guy. Yeah, we'll do that. That works. Anyways, so uh, he um tortures Jack and uh, you know thinks he's a cop, which of course we all know Jack's not a cop. He's retired. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he's a retired cop right. but. and at the same time you know Ray's, Renee's brought back to CTU and um, she basically says yeah it was it was self defense and it kind of seems like it was wasn't it didn't he get mad and attack her and that's when she stabbed him yes she he he was trying to push himself onto her again right and I guess she had flashbacks of when he raped or tried to rape her several years ago so she probably just blacked out for that moment and just and she actually and she actually i don't know if we touched on but she actually stabbed jack too yes yes she did and as he was trying to stop her correct yeah he was he was trying to stop her and she was just like i said she blacked out so she really didn't know what she was doing so she probably thought it was one of Lieutenant's henchmen right so she turned around and just stabbed jack not knowing who she was stabbing and then finally she realized what she did well and and uh it says that you know renee had some doubts so i'm assuming that renee probably had an inkling when she went there because remember vladimir was like there's another reason you came here it wasn't just for this deal the the other reason was probably that she wanted to be close enough so she could kill him <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so she's probably like it wasn't really self-defense because i planned on doing it the entire time <laughs> <laughs> but we any, won't talk about that part right though. Anyways, we have uh, Hastings who uh, wants her, you know, watched by psych or watched at medical uh, because he knows that she wanted to kill herself, basically. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have Dana. Dana, who uh, is getting deeper and deeper into things. She. Dana, what do you think of Dana? <laughs> let's let's go to Dana for a second. Let's let's ch- chat about Dana Walsh or <laughs> or Jenny, whoever we want to call her. Dana Walsh was Howard Gordon's homage to Nina Myers from season one. Are you reading into this, or did he say that? No, I'm I'm reading into it. Okay, based on the similarities between the two. She's not as smooth as Nina, Nina Myers, though. I don't think. Well, it didn't it didn't take CTU long as long to find her out as it did right. Nina. So I guess Nina was better at her job than Dana was. Right. Because Nina lasted all the way to the end of season one before we found her out. Well, and, you know, I wonder how much of that is just the way they filmed it and stuff. But you're right. It's like even like from the beginning, Arlo's like, hey, you're acting weird. Yes. And that that was from like episode three when he said that. So, But, but I have to say, though, I do like Arlo. However, um, he like plays with the line of sexual harassment the entire season. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, all it's, the time. It's, it's, it's it's like it's like Ar- Arlo would would have been sued so many times for sexual harassment in the real world. <laughs> See, I don't know why like, Dana didn't just get rid of him by doing that. He's yeah. harassing me. He needs to, and then he'll get fired, and then he won't be there anymore, and he won't be asking questions. <laughs> why didn't she and, do that? And he he's he's the one that first brought brought it to Cole's attention that Dana had been acting weird all day. Right. I well, I have to go back to this because I just watched this season last night or this episode when uh, when she's acting weird and Arlo goes to Chloe and he's like, "Hey, is Dana acting weird?" And she's like, <laughs> "Well, if you were staring at me all the time, I'd be acting weird too." 
or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he goes, just because you're jealous, you don't have to be rude about it or something like that. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Will you stare at my ass as I walk away? And then turns around and walks away. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, Chloe was hilarious with her Chloe. one-liners. She was awesome in season eight with those. Yes. So anyways, that totally went off track, but I, that was like the funniest line in the world because it was just so Chloe. She's like, yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it bear, it bears repeating. Yes. She's like, you have no idea how jealous I am. Oh, let me, let me walk away from you and ignore you. Um, <laughs> so, Ar- Ar- Arlo, Arlo was, Arlo was kind of goofy, but he, but he, he's a good he guy. knew what he was doing. He so did. he did. Um, so we have, uh, Let's see. So, yeah, we have Dana who at this point in time, we just think that she has these like personal issues. Yes. With this. At this point in time, we think that there's just some demons in her past that she hasn't gotten rid of yet. Uh, their name's Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin. That's the demon sense. that she hasn't gotten rid of yet. Um, anyway, so, yeah, she, you know, obviously Kevin, uh, Kevin is is just pretty much a small town punk basically and, and just wants to make a bunch of money and thinks that she has the connections to be able to do so. Um, which she, go ahead. Which she does. Which she does, right? And and is willing to help him, which at this point you're like, okay, you just have really bad judgment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you feel at this time. You're looking at her and you're like, why don't you just set them up? Like be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, go to this house and then just send them to like a CTU safe house. <laughs> and have them tie him up and arrest them and throw him in jail. By the time they get out, I mean, nobody will care. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> that being that, she meets Kevin and, and Nick at a strip club. Um, I'm not sure why it's always like a strip club. Like, I don't know why they couldn't meet at Denny's, but whatever, I guess. Well, she's going <laughs> to kill him, so – or she wants to kill him. Yes, that's, um, that's, that's the plan. Right. So while all this is going on um, – we have uh, Taryn, who's you know switching sides more than a I don't know I can't come up with a good analogy, but switches sides a lot. <laughs> he's, he, <laughs> Has he switched? He, yet? He, he's the he's the biggest waffler in twenty four history. Yeah, he should work at the Waffle House. There we go. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, never, I've never seen I've never seen one character in twenty four's entire history that switches sides as many times in one season as he does. Yeah, let's think about that. Is there anybody that comes close? Um, uh, I don't think so. Who's flip sides? I can't think of who all's. Well, the. I mean, you can count. You can try to count Logan, but. Yeah, that's true. Logan's probably the one that comes closest. I'm trying to think of uh, what was his bucket's name in um, season seven. Uh, Jonas Hodges' sidekick, but he didn't really switch sides. He just pretended to. Yeah, he 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 knew what he was doing the whole time. Right. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how I forgot about this one. Tony, Tony. Almeida. <laughs> That's true. Tony's probably the only person. The only person that can rival Taryn in switching sides is Tony Almeida. Yes, because he he did it like five different times in season seven. That's true. He yeah, he did it all in one season too. So <laughs> that is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, so. so let's see. Uh, so we have uh, henchman Russian henchman number one. Uh, the the restaurant yes. henchman, I guess he's not a henchman. He's like the mastermind. But you know he you know negotiates for immunity deal. Which okay, so I have to bring up this one from earlier in the season too. Did you do you remember this quote from Jack 
where he's yelling at Hastings and telling Hastings he has to get Renee out because she's in danger and she's going to hurt herself. And he's like, I can't yeah. do that, Jack. And he's like, well, do what you're good at. Just offer him immunity or something. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have President Taylor offering immunity for uh, this Russian dude. And, and, um, and speak, speak, speaking of quotes, I'm, I'm going to just say this quote real quick and then we can get back into what we were talking about. But <laughs> earlier in season in season eight, when Jack first got brought in and he calls Chloe. Right. And asked to speak to Hastings. And Chloe's and Chloe's like, uh, he's in he's in a meeting and he really doesn't like to be disturbed. And Jack's like, well, tell tell him it's about an impending threat on on President Hassan. See if that gets his attention. Yeah, <laughs> that was just hilarious. The one liners in season eight were were probably more oh, prevalent dude. than any season I, I can remember. I think you're right. I think for whatever reason they uh, mistakenly hired a writer that was a stand up comedian. I don't know, <laughs> but. No, I you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, early in the season see we're I told you this is gonna happen. We're just gonna talk about people. We're not gonna talk about the actual events that happened. Well, I mean, how how many how many podcasts have we done where we've actually stayed within the guidelines none. of the episodes we were supposed to talk about? None. None. Well, <laughs> we'll just go with none. Anyways, I uh you know, it's funny to see it was funny to me to watch Jack how he dealt with Hastings. He really had no patience for him. And quite no. frankly, I don't think Jack had any patience for anybody in CTU except for Chloe because he yeah. kind of looked at all of them like, you know what? I've been doing this whole, um, you know, fight terrorists since you guys were in, you know, high school. <laughs> I mean, not really. Jack. I mean, Hastings wasn't that young, but he was new to the job. And, and you can kind of tell when he talks to Rob Weiss a few times that he's he was he was good at his job, but he was also kind of a a salesman type guy. I'll yeah. take care of this and nothing will happen and we'll, it'll be leaner, meaner and greener and better looking <laughs> or something. I don't know. And, and Weiss like shoves that in his face like four or five times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jack had really had no patience for, you know, Hastings political aspects, which, no. which are apparent very early when he, you know, basically allows Cole's whole team to be killed because he doesn't send yeah. an extra team. And, uh, you know, I, now let's jump to Cole. Can we jump to Cole? Can we do that? We could jump to Cole. I like yeah, Cole. Yeah, we could jump to Cole. I like Cole, too. Cole is, like, if if you could get, like, the dream team of CTU agents, it would be, like, Cole, Jack, and Chase. <laughs> it, yeah. I... It'd be, like, the, uh, the A team of the CTU. You know, you'd have the older guy that had been there and done that, and you'd have the younger guys who were kind of flashy and... Thought they knew how to do everything. I love Cole's comment to Jack one time. I think didn't he say one time he's like, "Jack, I ran a mission just like this in Fallujah." And Jack's like, "Yeah, whatever. Still listen to me." <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack doesn't care about all that. I expected Jack to look and be like, "Yeah, I was in Fallujah the first time we went into Iraq." All right, so just shut up and uh, listen. <laughs> uh huh. Jack, 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 Cole was the only person in CTU that Jack really trusted. Right. To do what he was supposed to do and take care of the of the mission. Right. But 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 at the same time, you know, Jack had been running missions like that since Cole was, you know, 12 hit puberty. So right. <laughs> So Jack Jack still takes precedent. Right. And you know, to his credit, Cole had a lot of respect for Jack and knew who he was because the first thing he said to him when he first met him was it's an honor to meet you. Or thanks for what you're yeah. doing or something like that. So And and and, and that and that reminds me when when um 
when Hastings first came to Cole and said that Jack Bauer was was going to be waiting with it with a suspect right before Cole took the helicopter over to meet him. Arlo Arlo was like, "Who is Jack Bauer?" <laughs> and everybody looks at him like you're an idiot. <laughs> and Cole and everybody else looks at him like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like that that was hilarious. Like I literally bust out laughing when I heard that. It's like, it's almost like don't... it's almost like if they would add more time, they would have looked at him and said, "Come here." Come here, come here, and they're like walking around the corner, and there's like this like wall of honor to Jack Bauer or something. And like this is Jack Bauer. He's like, oh, I've always walked or, by that or, and wondered who that guy was, you know, or something like that. Or just take just take him in a room and sit him down and just put a video on and say, watch this for five minutes, right? And it's just five minutes of Jack killing everybody. That's right. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's that one, Jack Bauer. It's that one video on YouTube. It's like this is Jack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is Jack Bauer. And then they like start pointing out people like, yeah, remember, you know, we talked about. You know, Nina Myers and how we should never have moles like that ever again. This is her. And they just, like, go through the whole thing. And it's like, oh. It's like, where were you in orientation day for CTU when we, like, talked about the history of the place? Yeah. And we we, Jeez. we, 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 we should never have corrupt presidents or they end right. up like this. And... Right. <laughs> what do you think? We should – that would be a fun video to do, like, orientation day at CTU. We'd like to welcome <laughs> you to CTU. First off, we're going to show a video of uh, – the history of CTU and um, some of its greatest agents. <laughs> it's like video clips from YouTube. <laughs> yeah, which when they show the greatest agents, it's like a, a 30 second video and 20 seconds of it is Jack. Everybody's <laughs> like, and here are all of the greatest agents of CTU. And it's just like a picture of Jack and then goes black. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. It. That's the only one. No, there would be others for sure. For sure. You'd have to put Curtis in there, I think. Yeah, Curtis. Curtis was pretty good. We, we're totally sidetracking here, but now I feel like I want to make yeah, a list of the greatest CTU agents. Would you put uh, yes. Would you put Doyle in there? Uh, 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 I guess you could. I don't know. He'd be on I, the. I, he'd be I, lower on the list, probably. Yeah, he'd be lower on the list. I don't know. It took Doyle a, a while to actually. He was. He was another one that it took me a while to kind of right. warm up to him. Right. But once he started standing up to people and started actually having a backbone, right? You know, was that, awesome. Then that's when I that's when I started to like him a little bit. The other one I think that I would put in there, which you might not think of initially, because he was just like a henchman, but he was like he was the longest. Like I think he was the longest running normal CTU agent would be Agent Castle. Yes, Agent Castle. I liked Castle. Darn Mandy he, killed him. <laughs> he was pretty. He was pretty good. I can't remember how many seasons he was in. He was in like four or five, wasn't he? He was in there forever. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And he 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 was like the longest running CTU agent that had the fewest scenes. Right. Like they they only brought him in when they were getting ready to ambush somebody. That's right. That's, so that's right. Other than that, you never saw him. He was like, but he was still he was still in there for five seasons. He was like a field ops special or second in command or something. I don't know. Yeah. And he was actually somebody that that Jack actually trusted, which was amazing in itself. He's like, there's. I think I'm trying to think of how many regular CTU agents you actually heard their names. I can remember Castle and Baker. That was it. Those are the only two. I think that I think that was it. I don't remember what happened to Baker, but I really liked him too. He was good. He was cool people. I I, th- I, th- I think he just gradually fell off. I think so too, which is sad. Maybe they'll bring him back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think <laughs> maybe he'll be in season. Them, I would love for them to. I would love for them to just bring ha- back hashtag Agent. bring back Baker. 
Yeah, I don't think we're going to start bringing back Baker movement. David Fury would tweet me back and be like, who the hell is Baker? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know, the, the you CTU agent. You have to go back to Wikipedia and look That's it up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with- back on track. Sorry. Um, let me see here. Where are we at? Okay, so um, we have Rob Weiss, who you've already said that you're not a fan of. I'm not a fan of him at all. He um, he basically wants to blame Renee for everything failing. Yes. Which this is one of those. Do you not know everything this woman has done for this country? <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, um, Hastings at first, Hastings at first is hesitant to do it. I will, I will point that out in Hastings' defense. It's never a good thing when you, when the only good you can point out in a character is what they almost did, <laughs> <laughs> or or what they hesitated not to do. <laughs> yeah, but but he 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 did he did redeem himself later when he stood up to Rod Weiss and said, "I'm not prosecuting Renee Walker," and Rod Weiss was like, "You're not what?" <laughs> yeah, I can I point this out about Hastings too. You know what I think kind of annoyed me about him was his stupid was headset for his phone. And how he always had his hand held up, like, by his ear and, like, always pushed the button when he was done with the phone call. It's like you're not that cool. You don't have to hold your hand up. We all know that you're talking on the phone. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> it just kind of annoyed me. Um, yeah, so we have – Kind of a little pet peeve there. Right. But... Right. Sorry about that. So with Arlo's help, we have Cole that tracks down Dana. Um, was he wor- – I think he was worried about about her at this point, correct? Yes. He didn't really know the full story yet. Right. So Dana is uh, waiting to kill Kevin. And um, But Arlo did show Cole the, the footage of Dana the and Kevin right? the van? Sharing, sharing a kiss outside in the parking lot. Oh, right. And Were they that's sharing what kinda, it or was that, Kevin pushed upon her? Uh, Kevin pushed himself upon her, really. Because for all of her faults, I don't think one of them was that she liked Kevin. Yeah, I don't think she liked Kevin. Although the fact that she liked the Russians. Oh, wait. Did I scare – oh, man. Spoiler alert. Dang yeah, it. Josh is not going to be happy with you Gosh, about that. darn it. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Rewind and do not listen to that part. Um, yeah. It's probably worse. I think I'd prefer that she liked Kevin. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you know, Cole shows up and is going to protect her. And uh, let's see. Cole gets stabbed, right? Yeah, uh, Nick. I think Nick stabs Cole. Uh, anyways, no, they all Nick, end up Nick dead. Stabs Kevin. Oh, Nick stabs Kevin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, they all end up dead or something. <laughs> yeah, Ke- Cole, Cole, Cole warns Kevin and Nick to never cross the state line in the, again, or he's gonna kill himself and skip the formalities. It was a very, which I thought it was, was a very a, Jack comment. Was a great line. It was a very Jack comment. Yes, I was it, proud it, was, of it was. It was very. It was a, it was one of the best one-liners in a season full of one-liners. Well, you know, you can't have a Nina Jack type of relationship unless you've completely protected somebody that ends up stabbing you in the back later. Yes, exactly. So there's that. So <laughs> and he does. So so, so check. So Cole, Cole warns them not to come again. Kevin's fine with it. You know, he's already got his money, so he's ready to leave. Nick was like, "No, if, if we kill Cole, then we'll be right back in with Dana." Right. So Kevin was like, you know, don't push it. You know, let's just take it and go. Nick was Nick wasn't happy with that, so he stabs Kevin, takes the gun, goes to shoot Cole, and then Kevin, in his last gap gasp of having a backbone, 
yells out to to Dana, which um, alerts Cole. Cole turns around and shoots Nick. Right. Which I guess if you're gonna have a backbone, better late than never. Yeah, you might as well do it before. You die. <laughs> <laughs> might as well do it before you die, I guess. Right. So then we have um, we find out about this um, dirty bomb in Manhattan. And uh, Farhad, uh, Hassan's brother, goes along with it and then realizes, ah, crap, that's probably not a good thing to do. I don't know if that's the way he said it, but it's kind of what it ended up being. That's kind of the premise of it, though. Right. Um, Contact CTU for help. And um, let's see here. Um, Then Renee goes back in to help get Farhad. Farhad. Um, and we find out that Renee and Jack like each other, which let's be Amazing. honest. Let's be honest. We knew since the end of season seven. Yeah. And, and, and I think Larry and Moss do. knew from the middle of season seven, <laughs> or suspected. <laughs> yeah, we 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 kind of we kind of had a feeling since about the beginning of I mean the middle of season seven, right? Um, but one one thing that that needs to be said is that Jack and Hastings came to an agreement. That if Jack went to help them capture right. Farad, Renee was done. That he would drop all of his charges against Renee. Right. But then, so but Hastings, then, uh, yeah. So yeah, Hastings agreed to that, and that's what really got Jack to go right. and catch Farad. Yep. Right. Um. So moving along, we have Taryn waffling again. Um, <laughs> yes. And he. Wants to seek asylum. Kayla comes with him. Um, Kayla comes with him. Kayla comes with Taryn. Yeah, that's how you say it. Why? What is wrong with her? Why does she still like <laughs> this guy? She, she. I think. I think she's the typical young, naive girl. <sighs> you, she. You, seen him. She needs to watch more American, you know, like chick flicks. That's what she needs to do. <laughs> Because never, once they cheat on you once, it's not going to work out. And in this case, <laughs> it, he didn't cheat on you with a person. He just cheated on you with a you know, nuclear bomb. So there's that. And trying to kill your dad. So there's that as well. Um, yeah, and it, it never really works out for you. No, not really. So anyways, they can't find uh, – President Hassan can't find his daughter. She won't answer the phone, blah, 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 blah. T- again, typical you know, young daughter. Keep your phone on you. Give you a phone rebelling, so, rebelling against the parents. I expected Dahlia at some point to give that motherly talk that is like, why do we even give you that phone if you're not going to answer it? The only reason you have that <laughs> phone is so that we can contact you. It's not to talk to your friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but I don't think we ever had that conversation. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they had a different kind of conversation. but Yes. So we have um, Farad is killed. Dang it. But Jax uh, wants to keep him alive, at least in name, so that they can um, get the the terrorists to come attack. Because they're trying to kill him, right? Because he knows too much, obviously. Yeah, he he ba- he basically knows the him. whole plot, right? And they do kill him because he knows too much. Jax basically, Jax thought is, let's say, hey, no, he's alive, yippee! And then they'll yeah, all they, come. They, what what they want to do is they want to lure the right. terrorists out of hiding, right? So they do that. Um, they send a uh, a Marcos. Marcos is his name. Marcos Alzacar. 
uh, to the hospital to kill him with a vest because that's, you know, obviously the most efficient way to do things. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's the 24 way of doing things, yes. Mind you, it's a suicide vest. It's not like a, you know, just a nice vest. Um, <laughs> so then we have Jack who um, has a tag team with him, kind of. I think didn't didn't you make the comment beforehand that uh, they all look like they were too young to drink? <laughs> yeah, they they none of them look like they're old enough, old enough to drink. You know, they're going to the hospital, and the ones asking if they can stop at the cafeteria and get a juice. Uh, it just wasn't <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, and 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 the and the the funniest thing is that when when Jack gets ready to take um, the the inexperienced tag team into the hospital, he he pulls. What's his name? Owen. Mm-hmm. The leader. He pulls Owen. To, he, he yeah. He pulls he pulls him to the side and says, "I know your team's inexperienced, but if you just follow my lead, we'll get through this." And then oh, Owen was like, "No, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. You know, I've I've, I've been prepared for this my entire life. Let's do this." Put me in, coach. And then he jumps. <laughs> and then he jumps in the back of the ambulance, and you see Jack. <laughs> you see the look on his face, and he and he. Just, and he just looks up at the sky as if to ask, "Why me, God? Yeah, why? Why do I have to put up with these idiots?" <laughs> and and then and, the, and then in typical Jack fashion, he goes, "Yeah." And then and then just gets in the back of the ambulance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Whatever like, you he say. knows this. Is, he knows this is going to be a long trip. Well, and then you have uh, Owen, who's the leader supposedly, but just about cracks. Um. As Chloe's trying to help, Chloe's getting him to help disarm explosives. Um, yeah. You know, and it's like again, Jack's probably just shaking his head like you flipping idiot. Um, <laughs> Owen's sweating profusely and <laughs> right. So uh, let's see. Moving on, we have Cole and Dana returning the CTU, um, chewed out by Hastings, which we're not surprised about. No, it's not. But now, enough. continuing on this problem, we have uh, Bill Prady. Who's um, Kevin's probation officer? Yes. Very friendly, like wanting to ask some questions, trying to figure out where he's at. Just worried about him, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't go so well. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> really. <laughs> Dana uh, continues to put him off and put him off and put him off yes. as long as she possibly could. And uh, he's getting kind of annoyed. I'm trying to remember who the guy is that plays him. I think he's pretty well known, isn't he? I remember it. I recognize this face. I've seen him in a couple. I've seen him in a couple of movies, but his, the actual name escapes me at the moment. Steven Root. That's his name. Yeah. Let me see if I can get a picture here. So, oh yeah, yeah. He um. Oh, he played Milton in Office Space. That's what he played in. <laughs> you remember that movie? You've seen I, I, that movie, right? Yeah, I know. I recognized him from somewhere, yes. but I couldn't. Put, I couldn't put my finger on it. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so I he um, he remind well, he just kind of seems like a probation officer. He seems like he, uh, you know, has a, a really dirty desk in a room full of desks and probably doesn't really like his a job. Bo- and a, bo- a, bo- a box of donuts. A box of donuts, right, right. <laughs> One shoe untied, his shirt half untucked, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have uh, – so what's this deal with Marcos? I'm trying to remember this. Marcos uh, trying to rearm his explosive. So is he like waffling too? Is that what's going on? Is he trying he's to decide not, if he wants. He's not, to... He he's not waffling. What really what really causes him to rethink his position 
is when Jack threatens to bring his mother in. Oh, right. When he detonates the explosives so his mother could, so the radiation could basically kill his mother. Right. And he has to that's, watch. That's, yeah, that and and he has to watch. That's, bas- that's basically um, what causes him to rethink his position because the entire time, you know, he's, he's full on ready to do it, you know. Right. He calls. He's rearming his explosive. Um, he's not really listening to anything Jack says. But when Jack brings up his mother, that's that's when he starts to second guess his decision. Right. I. <laughs> that's such a Jack move. I'm gonna bring your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't make me call your mother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't don't make me call your mother. So uh... don't make me call your mother. So we have uh, – yeah, so Marcos, he brings up his mother, and she tries to talk to him, and it doesn't really work. Um, but then it starts to tick down, and so Marcos is like, okay, fine. So gives a name and uh, runs into the hyperbolic chamber, hyperbaric chamber with the vest to save his mother, basically. Um, and Jack is barely able to – of course, you know, just like everything in 24, it's the last second before the bomb explodes. Yeah, just like everything else. So they save him, which is good. Um, that's when they find out that Taryn – well, that's when President Hassan finds out that Taryn's trying to kill him, right? Or he's uh, fighting against so. him. Because let's see, it says Jack barely closes the door enough to contain the blast. Jack contacts President Hassan with information that his chief of security, Taryn Farouche, is going to help Samir get the rods into Manhattan. So then, of course, as any good mother would do, Dahlia calls her daughter and says, Your boyfriend's crazy. We've told you that for years. No, this one I guess they didn't tell for years because he's the head of the uh, security, so they actually like the guy. Yeah. Um, but it basically, she doesn't believe him, of course. Of course I mean, not. Why would you? What, is, what do mothers know? <laughs> no daughter ever yeah, listens I mean, to their mother when they say, you should not date that fellow. He's a bad bad man. Yeah, of, of course not. Your that gives them more reason to do it. Your boyfriend's trying to kill your father. No, he's not, Mom. <laughs> you just don't like him. That's it. You're, you're just jealous. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. So um, they escape. Taryn escapes. Kayla goes with him. Blah, 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 blah. We have uh, Dana meeting with um, Officer Prady again. We have um, – well, he, 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 He's still like alive. a constant annoyance that he won't is. go away. He's one of those guys He's like, hey, I was, you know, I have, I have another question for you when you have a chance. I was reading through this, and I have a question. I, I'm just kind of curious. You know, one of those yeah. guys where it's like he knows more than he's letting on, but he's like being fake nice because mm-hmm. exactly. he doesn't just want to say, look, I really think you killed him or you know where he's at, <laughs> and I'm going to need that information now. So <laughs> Yeah. He's, so let's he, see. He, he, he kind of wants her to come out and tell him right. what he already knows. Right. Uh-oh. So, yeah, so he has the clearance to – watch the security camera fitted footage of the robbery. So um that's not good. <laughs> so Dana <laughs> basically decides she's done. So she yeah. calls Cole, cries, 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 blah 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 blah. <clears throat> um So then we have Taryn and Kayla and Kayla I think is starting to realize that her boyfriend's not all he cracked up to be. Yeah. He's not captain wherever he's from. Um, which I was which, gonna say Captain America, but that wouldn't fit. <laughs> which surpri- surprisingly, you know, she's starting to realize that hey, Mama might have been right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she convinces Taryn to help him escape, help her escape, which he does, and he's shot in this 
shot in the act. So good old Taryn finally does the right thing, you know, protecting the woman of his life. Gets <laughs> shot. She gets it. She escapes. Call CTU. They say, "Come on in. We'll take care of you." And then we find out that <laughs> Arlo. Well, Arlo finds out that um, Taryn is very much alive. Very much alive. And uh, they staged it all. And Jack's like, "Okay, there's a reason this happened." And um, you know, the the vehicle has an EMP, which electromagnetic pulse, you know, destroys all electronics. Um, yes, we 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 first heard about EMPs. I think what was it, season four, mm-hmm. with uh, Paul Reigns and the EMPs. Yes, that one where Jack's hanging onto the door. Remember yeah, that that, that yeah. was the first time that I'd ever heard of EMP. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very common thing they use now in movies. I get I, <laughs> not just in movies, sorry, but I mean it's a it's a common attack because you know there's really no way to stop it. I've read a few books that talk about it and stuff, and and really, I mean, in, in reality, in real life, that is a. I know it's one of the concerns that the government has is like, um, this could be <laughs> bad because it just fries everything electrical. So I mean, like, yes, not I, even your electric toothbrush would work. Yeah, so, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I would be able to live. Yeah, it'd be tough. <laughs> it'd be tough. Um, Can't get cell phone, no laptop, no. right? No recording software to talk about twenty four. No twenty four. So there's that. That in itself would probably kill the me. end, <laughs> the end, <laughs> the end, the end. Um. So, anyways, they save Kayla. The bomb detonates. You know, destroying CTU basically. Which, how many times has CTU attacked? Is that like the third time in eight seasons? Um. Or fourth, third. Well, there there were, there was one time There's when the Chinese when uh Jack when Jack was undercover, and they right. ended up destroying CTU. I think right. that was season two. Season two or three? Was it three? Was he undercover with the Salazars, or before that? Uh, no, it was, was it was the that. one before that. Remember right. when he had to reestablish his yes. cover in season two, where they're at the uh, the power plant generator thing, and they cut the power. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so there's that one. There's the Chinese. Yeah, the Chinese when they um, when Milo got killed. Right, and they get Josh. Uh-huh. And yes. then there's this one, the EMP. Is there another oh, one? Oh, and, and there's also the nerve gas attack. And the nerve gas, yes, with uh, with uh, Edgar. Yeah, when Edgar died. Okay. So there's four times that CTU had been attacked. And I just want to say, in 15 years to be attacked four times, they really need to re- review their security protocols. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think they need to slightly on. enhance their security measures. Something is going on. <laughs> I'm not sure, but they need to work on that. Anyways, and I, um, think they, and I think they need to do it overall because the yes. first three times were Los Angeles and the fourth time was New York. Right. So I think overall their security measures are not real good right, right. now. Yeah. So it, it you know it's it's department wide, really. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Let's see. There was something else I was going to mention that I thought was humorous at this point in time, and I can't remember what it was now. Hmm. Well, it's not been that humorous. Yeah, it must not have been. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we get the NSA involved, which is fantastic until we get the punk NSA agent, but we'll get to that. Frank. Yeah. Frank Hainum. Yes, which I've, I've seen him in a couple of movies as well and TV shows, and he always looks like a, a punk to me. His name's Chris McGarry. He was and, in... And the name Chris McGarry just sounds like a... <laughs> Ooh, he played in the unit. What's his picture? I want to see a picture of him. This doesn't have a picture. This is annoying. 
Um, <laughs> well, I'm not on IMDb. I was just on um, Wikipedia. So hold on. We'll get it here in a second. Anyways, as we're talking here, uh, Frank Hainum, Chris McGarry, uh, he shows up to uh, help CTU get back to running. And obviously butts head with Chloe because what's a show without, you know, two IT guys, two IT people fighting. <laughs> exactly. There's like no better um no better fight than with Chloe. And Chloe always wins for some Chloe reason. Chloe always, always wins. Let me see here. I mean it's it's like Frank. Have you not watched the other seven, the other five seasons of Twenty Four that she's been on? I mean, she's always right. <laughs> Have you not watched the tra- the uh, intro to you know CTU history either? <laughs> <laughs> we we we've got we've got to be better equipped to to show these orientation videos. Right. We uh, yeah yeah that we really need to review our our hiring process. That needs to be done every time. <laughs> yeah, pe- pe- exactly. people show up not knowing who jack is it's just not good um <laughs> that that in itself should be a fireable offense so they uh so they butt heads um and it's 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 going it's because of chloe protecting jack and making sure jack's safe and you know it's the typical chloe is dedicated to jack nobody else is um and so chloe says we can't just leave him out like this and she says and they say yes we can um, anyways, she ends up pulling a gun on Hanum, which we know Chloe knows how to shoot a gun. Because as yes. we will recall, she grabbed the gun out of the uh, CTU car and shot that guy that was trying to ram their car. So we know she knows how to use it. And Yes. She doesn't like to, but she knows right. how. Frank doesn't like that <laughs> very much. I mean, you know, and, and, and I don't know what his defense, deal is, you but... Know, it's not, it's not every day that I would like to be have a gun pulled on me either, especially but. in a secured. Well, I guess it wasn't secured at that point, but in a secured, you know, government building. Spe- really, it's really not very good protocol. Right. Speaking of secured buildings, did you notice that in this season, CTU security guys do not have the red shirts? I did notice that. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I got used to them having red shirts. <laughs> They were like the targets whenever CTU got attacked. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think in season in season eight they tried to since it was 2010, they tried to make it. They tried to get it up with the times and everything. Maybe that's it. Yeah, you know the, the drones and the smartphones and the touch screens and right. all that stuff. I'm excited Which, for I'm excited for the new season for all that with like iPhones and stuff. It's gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah, Let's see what they do. Everybody's gonna have iPads and stuff. It'll be pretty neat. Anyways, can, yeah. I, can I make an observation about these CTU security guards? Sure. So these CTU security guards, as far as we can tell, are a bunch of bumbling idiots. <laughs> Sorry. Because every time <laughs> they get up? attacked, I mean, it's like they point the gun at them and they fall and die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but they don't, they, they don't shoot the gun. They just point the gun. But think about it. Like they're protecting like the top like government agents in the world. I mean, you could argue Jack is like the top government agent in the world. Oh, I remember what I was going to ask you. So we'll come back to that in a second. So you have like the top government agents, the top data analysts and everything. So this is like a football team having like Peyton Manning and then bringing in like their third string line to protect him. (laughs) It's like, we appreciate you so much. You're so fantastic. We're going to give you the least amount of protection. We can't. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much much how it goes. 
Okay, so now on to my other one. And this is like the most ADD 24 podcast episode we've ever done. But Of course. Here's my question to I, you. I, I, I do apologize, 24 fans. You know, Mark, Mark, Mark's a little loopy today. I so am. Gonna... I am a little bit. But here's my question to you. Uh-huh. This is one of those, uh, in a fight, who would win? Jack Bauer <laughs> or Captain America? Well... I, th- I, th- I think I think I would have to go I think as much I would have to go with Jack so I think it was a trick question actually because they both love America and they would never fight <laughs> they're yeah. like totally on the same side of things well I don't know Captain America is a little bit more we can't do the wrong thing kind of person but and, 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 and then of course it's also a trick question because when I think of Jack I think of Captain America right. so I'm right you just keep expecting like it to be one of those masks where he like pulls off his mask and it's actually Jack Bauer yeah exactly which would explain why he couldn't die <laughs> why why he, he keeps living because he's Captain yeah, he America a, I think we're on to something he here I'm gonna tweet I'm, I'm gonna tweet David Fury and ask him this is I'm Captain tweet, America I'm, I'm secretly tweet. Jack Bauer? I'm going to tweet John Kassar and Howard Gorn as well. I think that's a good idea. Is yes. Captain America secretly Jack Bauer, or is Jack Bauer secretly Captain America? Maybe, maybe I can find a picture of Captain America online it's and just, like, looking. Photoshop Jack's face onto it. Right, <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry, total side note, but I just – I was thinking of uh, Taryn and calling him Captain wherever he was from, and then I was like, who would win, Captain America yeah. or Jack Bauer? Um <laughs> But I think they would be on the same side. I think Jack Bauer should be part of the Avengers. <laughs> That's what I think. I, I, I was always upset that you've seen those Expendable movies, haven't you? Yes. And how they've got basically every single action star of the last 25 years They in totally it. need to – somebody needs to tell Sylvester Stallone that he needs to have Kiefer Sutherland on there. Yes. I'm, I'm like, how could you have every action star in the last 25 years and not have Jack Bauer in it? <laughs> You know I mean, how, how cool that would be? <laughs> <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> he, they all got like their like their uh, commando, you know, outfits and everything. And Jack just has a messenger bag. <laughs> yeah, with exactly. One, with one pistol that never runs out of ammo. No, he runs out of ammo. That's true. He runs out of ammo. Yeah. I think we. I, I think somebody needs to tweet Sylvester Stallone and uh, insist that the Expendables Three has. Kiefer Sutherland in it. I, yeah, I, I mean, just think it needs you, to happen. How could you exclude him from the Expendables? I mean, he's perfect. He's he very is. he's military trained. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, all the Expendables do is shoot guns anyway, so he's right. perfect. Yeah, one-liners, good one-liners. You know, it'd be good. He can make comments about how this would work so much better if they had Chloe helping him or something. It'd be great. <laughs> I think we're on to something. I like that. It, it, he 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 could play, he could play the Chuck Norris role, you know how Chuck Norris helped him, but he wasn't really with them right. because he was on his own. Right. Jack Bauer could be the same way because you know Jack Bauer doesn't trust anybody. So. Right. You could get you could get that look at the end of it, you know that that picture of him like from like a satellite and he's like looking back at the camera and then he just walks away. <laughs> or you know you know what would be funny? Okay, now we're totally off topic, but. So get this. So they have that picture where he like looks up at a camera and like walks out through this door and then like Sylvester Stallone's out there. and He's like, dude, why do you always look at the cameras? Why are you always (laughs) looking at cameras when you walk out of a room? 
<laughs> and 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 Jack and Jack will look at him and be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. I don't know what you talk about. Um, let's see here. Um, okay, anyway, rain, rain, rain it back in, Mark. Yep, rain it back sorry, in. we're we're about to where we're stopping here. My apologies. Um, so uh, yeah, so we have Frank, not real happy for having a gun pulled on him. Um, but Chloe had her reasons. Yes, she did certainly. So we have Jack, who's um running this mission right now. Uh, Cole mm. and then agents Owen and King are going to find Samir, and uh, they're pinned down. And this is where you see them uh, scatter like a bunch of schoolboys, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. Th- this synopsis says, Jack orders his squad to make for a landline phone, but his undisciplined troops panic. Both King and Owen are killed. <laughs> yes. This, this, this is – and I remember that scene. Um, this is where they – the snipers are firing at them. Yes. And this allows Taryn and the other guy to escape. So the snipers are firing at them, and they know that they, that as soon as they step out from behind that truck, they're dead. Right. So Jack, in his infinite wisdom, decides to unscrew the doors because they're bulletproof mm-hmm. and basically use the doors to shield right. themselves while they get to the landline phone. Right. So they – they got the they got the door and the shield the doors and they're shielding themselves and everything like that and they're about I'd say halfway to the phone and then the 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 two young the two young CTU agents not Cole and Jack but the other two King and Owen um yeah King and Owen decide that oh we're we're almost there we can make a run for it and and get there and Jack was like no don't just stay in formation. <laughs> Which, of course, Flipping if you listen idiots. to Jack, everybody would be alive today. Right, exactly. No one would have died in eight, se- eight seasons if everybody just listened to Jack. Exactly. I keep trying to tell David Fury that. But anyway, so they decide to pick up and run for it. And, of course, what happens? King gets shot. Right. So Owen, Owen manages to escape before he gets shot into, like, a warehouse or a storage or something over there. Mm-hmm. And Jack, Cole, and Owen are basically watching as King gets shot like two or three times. Yep. I remember this now. Yeah. You know, and then you have, um, you know, Jack basically sacrifices himself, gets shot in the vest, luckily. Um, yes. And then you have Renee Walker who saves the day. Yeah. Cole, uh, Cole, the Chloe day. had phoned Renee Walker earlier in the day, earlier in the, well, like 30 minutes earlier. Right. And told Renee about the situation with Jack. So Renee packed her bags up and started looking for him after Chloe told her of his last known location. Renee's awesome. Yes, and Renee just and she shoot she shoots the sniper in the back of the head and you see her face and it's just like very emotionless. Like I don't care, I just shot you in the back. Yeah, her and Jack get along well, I think, because of that. Yeah, of course. In in season seven, you would have never saw that. No, no. Well, you know. Okay, so let's discuss this for a second. She was very straight-laced, but you could tell all the time that she had, like, this internal battle within herself like Jack always did mm-hmm. of, okay, I'm not supposed to do this, and I don't really want to, but um, I think I should. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should torture this person. I think I should, like, you know, cut off the oxygen that they have laying in that hospital bed. But, yeah, and, I, th- and I, I think Jack kind of brought that out of her. I, yeah, he brings out the best in people. Really? Yeah. 
So we are we're getting low on time here. I uh, let's stop with this final thing, and then I have a quick question for you that was brought up to us on our Facebook page, and I wanted to get your okay. take on it. Um, so we have Dana, who is you know cornered by Officer Prady again. Um, she thinks she's kind of out in the clear because you know the MP wiped out all the footage. <laughs> It's like, oh, darn, you can't watch that video. <laughs> that is just too darn bad, isn't it? Um, so okay. she basically says, okay, I'm done with you. And he says, I'm going to go talk to Hastings. And Which no doesn't sit well with her. Right. So she ends up killing him. <laughs> And hiding hiding his corpse in a ventilation duct, which they have the biggest ventilation ducts in the world, I've determined, in CTU buildings. Yes. Because they can hide dead people in there. You know, Josh crawled through them in season, what was that, six? Seven? Yes. Six? Yeah. Um, and then this is where you find out, dun-dun-dun, the very last she's line. Not, she says she is. Right. Again. <laughs> We've already learned that once. <laughs> So yes. now we find it out again. So this is where she calls Samir and basically tells him to hurry up because she's not going to be able to keep her cover very much longer. Of course not. She just killed somebody and buried him in a wall. So it's like, <laughs> it's like what? What is she talking about? <laughs> it's that typical phone call where, like, yeah. you see somebody dial a phone and then you, like, they they cut to the split screen of who they're calling and you're like, no! I mean, exactly. you did the same thing with uh, Farad earlier in the season. Yeah. You know, and I'm sh- we did it with Nina. You know, it happened with Nina. I mean, that's what always happens. They make this phone call, and you're like, oh, they're calling somebody for something. And then you realize what they're calling them for, and you're like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Is that, we did, did the same thing with, with, with Logan when Henderson first made the phone call. Yep. And Logan picked up the phone, and you heard the voice, and you're like, no, it can't be. Right. And then you saw his, and then you saw his face, and you was like, God, I no knew he was here. Way. I knew he was bad. Yeah. And then you did it with uh, Graham, I think, a few times. It happened. Uh, yeah. Every 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 time every time somebody that you suspect a is a mole picks up a phone, you okay. just cringe. You know they're you know they're actually a mole. It happened with Jonas Hodges. Yes. When Juma exactly. calls him, or uh, was it Juma or was it uh, what's his bucket? His second in command. I can't remember. Anyways, yeah, every single time that's what happens. So. We're going to – let's cut off there. That's uh, the end of episode 13, and somebody, whoever's doing our next episode, we're kind of switching it up. I think it's more fun to have more people discussing these things. So, um, Yeah. Get, get a bunch a of different perspectives. Yeah. We um, – so I had this question. I saw this question on our Facebook page. Uh, DK, um, he, uh, he had the question. He said, has Jack ever been wrong? So I pose that question to you, Joel. Has Jack ever been wrong? Has he ever made a wrong decision? Um, I don't know if you would call it wrong, but he kind of failed to save President Hassan. Right. But was um, there anything he could have done about that? I mean... Well, not really. I mean, he he was wrong about Nina. That's true. He trusted Nina. I think that would be a good argument. Yeah, he he, he was wrong about Tony. He trusted Tony, yeah. Um there you go. He's hey, he has been wrong. The one I <laughs> thought of was uh Curtis. I, I keep coming back to that. I wonder if he should have like shot him in the arm or something. I wonder if he was wrong to kill him. 
Well, I mean, even if he even if he would have shot him in the arm, there's a chance that he could have shot him in in the arm and he would have pulled the trigger and killed and right. killed the guy anyway. Right. And then I guess you get into was it, like what do you d- determine as wrong? Is it like wrong because it was like morally wrong, or he could have done something else, or is it wrong as in did he break protocol? Because I mean, he broke protocol several times. <laughs> so there's yeah. That. But that time he did exactly what he was supposed to do. You know. You know. Yeah. He did, he did life exactly was what threatened, he had and he killed the guy that was threatening the life. Um, yeah. But no, I think you're right. I think I think his wrongs. I, I think if you asked Jack Bauer that question, he would give you a laundry list of things that he felt like he did wrong. Yeah. Um, because you know that's that's Jack's character. You know, he always second guesses what he did, and you know, feels but remorse. I, I, for I think it. I, I think the only the only times he was wrong is in certain people that he trusted. Yeah, I think you're right. He trusted too easily mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And some would argue he trusted too much or not enough in others. Yeah. Um, Tony, Nina. Um, those are your big ones. Yeah, those are the big ones. Uh, he was wrong in season three um, when he was hiding his drug addiction. Yeah. Which ultimately cost him his job. Yep. Um, but with all due respect, he can find his own effing job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> That 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 was my favorite one liner from a from a prequel. That was <laughs> that was good. Although there's been a lot in this season so far. I've been really impressed. But other other than that, I can't really think of anything else as far as decisions made within the season that he was wrong about. Okay. Very good. Well there you go, DK. There's uh there's Joel's take on your question. And I uh Very good question, DK. I thought so. I hadn't thought of it. Because we always just, you know, Jack Bauer's Captain America, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like if you looked up what is right and wrong in the dictionary, it would say whatever Jack Bauer says. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you, if you, if you, if you look if you look up patriotism in the in the in the dictionary, Jack's face is right next to it. Well, you know, when I think and and we'll end on this, but I think that the creators of Twenty Four do a really good job of they make Jack the hero, but they don't make him, you know, infallible. They don't make him out to be like, well, I did everything right, and you know that's just the way it is. I mean, he fights and I mean he battles with these things hard. Twenty four did a good job of not being the typical, um, you know, the typical movie where the good guy always wins in the end. Right, because Jack you know, loses bad, everything. Bad, yeah, bad, bad guy, bad guy never gets the upper hand. Good guy always wins in the end. Right. That's not twenty four. Right, people. Die. You know, the, the good guy <laughs> does win in the end, but he loses a lot along the way. Right. Yeah, it's not like he, he wins and it's all sunshine, lollipops, and unicorns. Sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. Right. Unicorns. Don't forget unicorns. There's <laughs> unicorns too. No, yeah. And, I, you know, it's funny because I think it takes – was it season three was the first time we have that, you know, Jack breaking down crying moment? Or was it season yeah. two? I think it's season three. So you got three seasons of, you know, Jack's pretty tough and, you know, yeah. I mean he cries it with – It was season three because of what happened to Chase really. Yeah. I mean, he cries when Terry dies, and that's understandable. It's his wife. But as far yeah. as just the overwhelming – overwhelm, how overwhelmed he is with everything that he's had to do, season three is and the first time. But after that, it's like every other season. And and there, and there was season seven when he thought he was actually going to die. Right. And he was on the bed as, you know, yep. Tony and Alan Wilson had been captured. Yep. Talking to uh, um, the a mom. I can't remember his name, but yeah. 
Well, yeah. and, and you know, at the the other one that sticks out in my mind is after he kills Curtis. Yeah, you he, know, and he's just I like in a daze. Yeah. that one. So I mean, I think to me that's one of the really neat things about Twenty Four is is the fact that you know they do show the demons that he fights with and battles with all the time. You know, yes. it's, it's not like he's, you know, has no. Well, he says it's he not. It's not perfect. Right. He doesn't regret what he's done, as he tells you know Senator Mayor, but. I think he regrets the things that have happened along the way. The, he doesn't, the regret, he doesn't regret anything he's done. He just regret. He just regrets the sacrifices he had to make to get right. them done. Right. And it's always refreshing when you get you know some government official that you know recognizes that sacrifice and says, "Look, you know, there's no way we can repay you for what you've done." Yeah. And then you have you know like President Wayne Palmer who says that and then you know offers to kill him. <laughs> there's that anyways he he comes back and saves himself for that but or redeems himself but no it's uh it's an interesting character and it's going to be interesting i think to see um the changes if there is any changes to that character in live another day um you know we see we see that chloe apparently has gone almost the way of tony a little bit um, yeah but to see how that's going to work, but also to see how Jack, because it seems like from the, the trailers I've seen so far, Jack is still very much, you know, I, you know, we can't let the president be killed. Yeah. But, you know, he's been and, chased and, and, for and four it's, years. It's, 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 fu- it's funny to me because when, when Chloe, when him and Chloe are talking, she asks him why he's doing it. And he says, you know, you know, President Hill, or you know, he's a good man. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Jack didn't you pull a gun on him. on him in season six? Right. <laughs> Jack hasn't. Well, you know, Jack's very black and white in a lot of ways. You know, I, I think he can look at it and say, I may not care for Heller a ton, and Heller may not care for me at all, <laughs> but he's still a good president. And I think that's where Jack can separate himself and say, look, you know, just because the government that he's in charge of has been chasing me for four years, I, he's still a good president. Because I think Jack is to the point where he's just like, I don't blame him. I would too, <laughs> you know. And he, and he does say in one of the trailers for Live Another Day that Chloe and Audrey are two characters that kind of try to break Jack down and make him remember who he was before he went into hiding. Right. I think that's why so they I like it. So I think that was kind of a teaser that there's going to be some kind of Audrey Jack confrontation in Live Another Day. Right. You can't tell me that Audrey doesn't still have feelings for Jack. There's just no way. Which I I think, and I'm and I'm gonna go on record to saying it right now. Heller's chief of staff looks dirty to me. Hmm. The one that's married to Audrey. Right. Would look, that he looked like a bad guy to me? But would that be too? Would that be too foreseeable? Not really, because Jack Jack could find it out. And try to warn Audrey, and mm-hmm. Audrey wouldn't believe him because she would think that Jack was just saying that because that was her husband. Right. It just seems like that would be the typical plot line that if you were going to say, okay, in this scenario, who's going to be the one that's going to betray somebody? You'd be like, oh, the chief of staff. But 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 you, but you daughter. but you know it's but you know it's not a twenty four season without somebody in the government being a mole. Oh, absolutely. We've I mean, it wouldn't it. be twenty four without it. Absolutely. So it's just a matter of out of the people that you that you've seen in the trailer so far, who is the most likely to be the mole? <laughs> Who's voted most likely to be a traitor? 
Exactly. The chief of staff. It's like, I mean, the, it's like the yearbook. <laughs> exactly. Most, li- got, most likely to be an FBI agent. Most likely to be a traitor. <laughs> most, most likely, likely to, to break the law to save Jack Bauer. <laughs> most likely to commit treason. You That's know? right. <laughs> and I think, I think the chief of staff is, is – He's a leading contender, huh? Yes, he is. He's made it to the next round. So if 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 it ends up happening during the season, I want a personal shout out on the podcast for calling it before Absolutely. the season starts. You got a deal, handshake. Yes. It'll be right at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yes, I want it I want it before before y'all even start talking about the episode, I want a shout out. I will say Joel, you were right. Yes. And that, and, that, and that reminds me um, – And a 24 shout-out right after it happens. Even though I know if it happens, I'll get a tweet from you way before I can send you one. <laughs> oh, yes. You, you know as soon, as soon as it happens, you know you'll get a tweet from capital me. Capital letters, I told you so. <laughs> yes, capital letters to you, Josh, and Jack. And I will have not have watched the episode yet, and I'll be like, dang it. Now I know what happens. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's wrap her up there. We're uh, – Next week we'll probably finish up season eight, and then I'm thinking we might end up having one episode where we will dedicate it completely, totally, and absolutely to 24 Live Another Day, which again is happening in less than three weeks. Less than three weeks. Less than three weeks. How exciting is that? And we, uh, Josh and I, I know I, you know, I'm going to say this on air, and hopefully Josh doesn't get mad at me, but I wonder if there's any way that the four of us could hop on like a Google Hangouts on air or something for that first episode. Uh, Maybe not during it, because I don't know if I'm going to have TV to watch it. I'm probably going to have to watch it online after, but do a Hangout to discuss it afterwards. We we might have to see if there's something that we can do there. Yeah, we kind of fun. We we might we might have to see if we, if we can work it out because uh, you know the last time we did Maybe Google you could hang out this it time. Didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work out well for me. So yeah, maybe you could be there. But, I, but I've got I've gotten a new phone since then. So oh, hopefully good. hopefully this phone is better equipped to handle it than my last phone was. Perfect. <laughs> so with that, Twitter at the twenty four podcast is the official Twitter handle. There's also mine at scrop two s k r o p p two and Joel yours is at gifted money. And we'll yes, also throw. I, go ahead. No, I said I do want to make one request. Um, okay. When, when it when this podcast is uploaded, yes. The the movie style trailer, go watch that it. I told you about. If you could include that in the show notes, we will do our very best. Because that is by far the best trailer yet okay. of Twenty Four Live Another Day. We will throw that in there. Go to the show notes for this episode and watch that trailer. And also, we need to throw in there Jack's Twitter handle. He is at Zola, but that's Z-Zero-L-L-A, and uh, he's the other co-host of the podcast. So um, tweet us. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you think is going to happen in 24 Live Another Day, and uh, follow us on Facebook as well, the 24 Podcast, and we will chat with you later. Thanks, Joel. All right, no problem.